0: There is nothing wrong with your podcatcher. Do not attempt to adjust the feed. We are controlling the bitstream. We control the encoding. We can mispronounce names. We can consume alcoholic beverages. For the next half hour, we will control all that you read and discuss. Go to patreon.com slash laser to pledge support. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and awesome discussions from fans just like you. Uh,
1: Apologies for the long break between the last episode and this one. Uh, There was some travel going on. And apologies in advance for the upcoming break. Our our, our next episode will probably be around September 7th because there's some traveling going on.
0: Yeah, it's been a wild... (laughs) whirlwind of things happening, and travel, and COVID, and moving. <laughs> um, yeah, so we are just trying to trying to keep it all together. And apologies if I sound like I'm in a deep, dark cave. I am in my, uh, my troll hole, uh, which is where I have been isolating for the past nine days, um, thanks to uh, finally losing my COVID virginity.
1: Uh, I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm glad you're feeling okay.
0: I'm feeling much better now. Yeah, it was a rough couple days there. Um, I fortunately did not infect anyone else in my family. I got it at an outdoor birthday party with five women, and we all tested negative the day of, and three of us got COVID.
1: (laughs) Weird. Did did you get it? I mean, was it just- one of them
0: just wasn't testing positive yet.
1: Yeah, it was a false negative.
0: Yep. So Mm. that sucked. Uh, happy birthday, Megan. <laughs> Get COVID.
1: <laughs> He's throwing Megan under the bus.
0: <laughs> no, Megan didn't give it. Megan received it, but it was her yeah. birthday, oh, so she oh, received. I see, I
1: see. So yeah. someone threw Megan under the bus, and you as well.
0: Yep, wasn't me. Wasn't me.
1: The COVID wasn't me.
0: The COVID wasn't me. Burm, 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 burm. Anyway. Um, yeah, and then I'm moving next week. Um, so that's leaving San Francisco. I've been here almost 20 years and finally, now, I
1: wanted to make you do the show from a moving van, but apparently that's what.
0: Oh, I'm not driving. No, yeah, I'm, I'm not, flying. Yeah. yeah.
1: So and you can't do it from the airplane.
0: That would be I mean, they don't like that. They don't like you no, to do like voice things. Yeah. Yeah. Why is yeah. that?
1: Because it disturbs people.
0: Oh, yeah. It's not like the bandwidth. It's because it disturbs people. Well, the people.
1: bandwidth, I, the bandwidth was the thing that kept them from saying anything about it. But now the bandwidth has gotten just good enough that they have to be like, don't do it. We know don't you might it. be yeah. able to. You're but tempted. Don't. We know you're yeah. tempted. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, cool. So, yeah. Uh, are you drinking anything this evening?
1: No. <laughs> uh, water. I, I had some San Pellegrino because I just got back from the dentist. I had a late dentist appointment.
0: That's like really late.
1: Yeah. No. Well, it's, it was a late dentist appointment and an hour in traffic to get home.
0: Oh yeah. Cause LA.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Cause LA got it. Cause my dentist is in my old neighborhood and I'm sorry, he's so good. I don't want to change him. So I put up with the long drive.
0: Yeah. I'm drinking a, um, Waterloo, a watermelon Waterloo, but I did have a glass my first glass of wine in nine days, a uh, Del Dato Vineyards uh, oh. Red. I don't know, I don't remember what it was in the bottles upstairs, so I can't get it. Um, but yeah, it was delicious, very nice. Been saving that bottle for a long time. Did it as a little celebratory, like, yeah. you know, feeling better, gonna move, get ready. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Well, shall we jump into the quick burns?
1: Mal pointed out that a company called Embracer has embraced something. Uh, they bought Middle Earth, specifically Middle Earth Enterprises. Uh, Middle Earth Enterprises handles pretty much all of the works of J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, oh, the so they're rights. like the
0: entity that controls the pub- that kind of stuff. The
1: publishing of the books is still with the estate. Uh, not with Middle Earth Enterprises, but the licensing, the video games, the movies, the TV shows, stuff like that. That, uh, all happens through Middle Earth Enterprises, with some exceptions. For instance, I just said TV shows, and there are some TV shows that Middle Earth Enterprises can license, but they can't license TV shows to The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings. That's hmm. the Tolkien estate, uh, mm-hmm. and that is why Amazon is able to do a TV show because they went directly to the Tolkien estate and New Line Cinema. New Line Cinema has the license from Middle Earth Enterprises to do the movies. So I know this is all ridiculously complicated, but uh, Amazon basically said, well, can we get the rights... To do a Lord of the Rings appendix based TV show. And the Tolkien estate said, okay, we'll sign off on the TV show part. And then they went to New Line Cinema and said, but we want to use elements that were used in the movies. So we need you to sign on. So New Line Cinema signed on. And since New Line Cinema had the license to the movie, they could do that without Middle Earth Enterprises being involved because it's a long, you know, it's an ongoing oh, license.
0: I see. Okay.
1: Yeah. So it doesn't affect the upcoming series rings of power that's the, sh- the the whole reason i went through all that long mess is to say this doesn't do anything to amazon's upcoming show uh but embracer gets to make more tolkien related stuff now uh it already owned a company called asmodi which has the license from middle earth enterprises to make board games the lord of the rings board game hmm uh so but now it's since it owns middle earth enterprises or it will they, they you know it hasn't closed yet, but they they plan to acquire it uh you might expect them to make video games because Embracer is a video game company uh but they're talking about extra movies which they couldn't do Lord of the Rings of the Hobbit. Right. But they could do, like, a Gandalf movie. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, and they said, we want to explore additional movies based on iconic characters such as Gandalf, Aragorn, Gollum, Galadriel, Aon, and other characters. S- nice. So... So more so content is that.
0: coming, I think, is what is what this leads up to.
1: Basically, yeah. 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 Uh, and, and Embracer ju- just bought a large chunk of Square Enix. So they now own Tomb Raider, Legacy of Kane, Deus Ex and Lord of the Rings.
0: Yeah, I, li- I really liked the Deus Ex game. Uh, I don't know if they made another one, but the first one was was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Hey, and speaking of Gollum, Jan says that Amazon announced that the Fellowship of the Ring, as read by Andy Serkis, will be available for free on its voice-powered devices through October 13th, 2022, as promotion for their new Rings of Power series. Just say, read The Lord of the Rings book one. I tried it out. Had. Did you, you have to say the the A word? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? you
1: would have to say the trigger okay. word, of course. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> we learned very early in our technology careers not to use her name in vain um, yeah. because people get very upset.
1: I tried it earlier and it uh, works. It starts, though, by saying, Amazon ha- is making available the Fellowship of the Ring read by Andy Serkis. So I'm like, wait, am I just getting the announcement? But as soon as it's done telling you that, then it starts the audiobook, basically. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Jan uh, pointed out the Goodreads, most anticipated fantasy and science fiction books of the fall has been published. Um, I'll read the fantasy, you read the sci-fi. How about that? Sounds
0: good. Yeah. We'll
1: Turnabout. Uh, here are the fantasy most anticipated books of the fall, according to Goodreads, Fairy Tale by Stephen King, Thistlefoot by Jenna Rose Nethercut, The World We Make by NK Jemison. The Lost Metal by Brandon Sanderson, Tread of Angels by Rebecca Roanhorse.
0: And for science fiction, we have Leech by Heron Ennis, The Genesis of Misery by Nian Yang, Poster Girl by Veronica Roth, and of course, Nona the Ninth by mm-hmm. Tamsin Muir. Um, I actually had a copy of Poster Girl by Veronica Roth, and I gave it away. That was dumb. I just, I had so many books with, with the move. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't care. I had to, I got rid of all of my books, basically. There's
1: always something you get rid of in a move that you regret. So now you've done it. Maybe, yeah. or I'll
0: just get it on Kindle and it'll be fine. Whatever. Well, yeah,
1: you can do that too. But I'm just saying, you're past that point in the packing now, where you've like you've gotten that out of your system.
0: I just want to say, like, I'm really stoked that I keep seeing Rebecca Roanhorse like pop up on all these oh, best yeah. of lists. Like, it's pretty cool. Like, I yeah. need, I feel like I need to go back and read more of their books.
1: I really wish that I had made better use of my time interviewing her at the nebulas i was so nervous going and doing that interview uh back in like what 2019 uh why were you nervous because i get anxiety and it was like i don't i don't want these people to think i'm dumb and i want to ask good questions and i think it was fine but uh yeah I, I was always I there? Wished, I, I was no, not no, there, it was right? just me. It was only me, and I was—that was the other thing. I was like, nervous; I was going to mess up the recordings. <laughs>
0: Poor, sad, alone, Tom. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, I think I I'd feel better
1: now. I because it was also right after we moved, so I was super stressed. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> you know oh, great! How that Thanks.
1: goes? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I have an idea for sure. <laughs> uh, Jan also says, "Jan's back, baby." Um, from tour dot uh, Tom Doherty. Do- 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 Do-
1: Do- Tom Doherty.
0: Tom Doherty Associates, with its main imprint Tor Books, is rebranding as Tor Publishing Group. Oh, good—that's much easier for me to say. <laughs> which means the Tor name does now cover several imprints beyond science fiction and fantasy, like Forge, which specializes in thrillers and mysteries, as well as speculative fiction, contemporary fiction, and media-related nonfiction, and Nightfire, which publishes horror.
1: Now, this does not mean that Tor as an imprint is going away either. We should make that clear as well. Right. There'll still be the sci-fi fantasy uh, imprimatur Tor. Uh, but the overall, it's like the opposite of what Facebook did. Facebook used to be, well, there's Facebook the platform and then Facebook the company that owns Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp. And then they changed the name of the company to Meta. So now that it now it's easier to distinguish. Uh, Tor is going the other direction. <laughs> They're like, hey... Unlike Facebook, people like the name Tor. We should use it more. And we're going to call the company Tor. <laughs> more Tor. Yeah, more Tor. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is John...
0: a, that's the episode title. More
1: Tor. More Like Mordor, but More Tor? Uh, I it. It, so Mordor. Um... I, I wrote it.
0: You don't you can you can get out of that column no, there. Already... I'm, oh, you I'm deleted just... it.
1: No, I didn't delete it. I <sighs> yes, was in the you column because and... you were
0: already selected. Okay.
1: There we go. Uh, no one just walks into Mordor. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Nobody we'll walks figure it into out. Him. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jan and Mark both submitted uh, that DragonCon has announced the 2022 Dragon Award nominees. Uh, nominated for Best Science Fiction Novel are Leviathan Falls by James S. A. Corey, Goliath, a novel by Tochi Onyabuchi, you Sexy Thing by Cat Rambo, The Kaiju Preservation Society by one John Scalzi, and Shards of Earth by Adrian Tchaikovsky.
0: And for best fantasy novel, Age of Ash by Daniel Abraham, Light from Uncommon Stars by Rika Aoki, Book of Night by Holly Black, Moon Witch, Spider King by Marlon James, Nettie and Bone by T. Kingfisher, and Jade Legacy by Fonda Lee.
1: Woo woo! Light from Uncommon Stars is fantasy. Which Interesting.
0: it is. It is. We, we had that also, discussion.
1: You know, yeah. I, I'm always interested to see where it falls. I guess that's that's all I'm saying.
0: I have to tell you, um, you told me to stick with Jade Legacy, and I did. And I'm really mm-hmm. glad I did.
1: Yay! I'm okay, really I'm glad, glad I
0: did. I, I got to the point where I was, like, dying to read it and, like, super into it. And, man, some horrible things happened in that book.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah ouch. John Loon is no place for the week.
0: Oh, <sighs> <sighs> yeah. So, yeah, but it's, I'm I'm glad I finished the whole series. I haven't done that in a long time.
1: Hey, that's cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, Jan also says, geez, Jan. Jan says Charlize Theron and Alfonso Cuaron are attached to Jane, an Amazon Prime biopic based on the personal life of Philip K. Dick from Dick's daughter, Issa Hackett, and told from the perspective of the author's twin sister, who in reality died six weeks after birth. Uh, Theron, uh, Theron, Curon and Hackett will produce with the idea for Curon to direct and Theron to star. I'm having a problem okay. saying both their names together Charlie's at the same Theron, time.
1: Theron, Alfonso Char- Cuaron. They rhyme. Cuaron. they kind of rhyme, Theron and Curon.
0: I know, I was getting tongue tied because I when you
1: Englishize it. Yeah. <laughs> um I love Charlie's Theron. I think she's fantastic in pretty everything she does including Budweiser commercials. Um Alfonso Cuaron is one of my favorite directors. Uh, I am a huge Philip K. Dick fan. And there is an element in his books where there is like a secret like twin that is like in multiple characters in multiple books have like a secret twin that that's still like grown into them who like gives them mm, secret mm-hmm. advice, which is everyone is like, oh, well, it's obviously based on his twin sister who he knew, you know, died mm-hmm. uh, shortly after birth. And so that's it. I, i'm fascinated with this project is what i'm trying to say like I, I i'm in on this from the teaser the the from the moment they said they do it so i hope it comes through i hope they actually do it
0: yeah yeah very cool sounds super interesting um I'm yeah into last it. one's you
1: yeah beth mitchum beth mitchum giving us a quick burn thank you beth mitchum uh Beth Mincham does lots of cool things uh, and giving us a quick burn is her latest book list uh, has the top 10 sci-fi fantasy and horror of 2022 so far. Are you ready?
0: Yes. Do you want to alternate?
1: All- oh, sh- oh, sure. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. All the seas of the world by guy Gabriel K.
0: August Kitco and the met meccas from space by Alex white.
1: The fervor by Alma Katsu.
0: Her Majesty's Royal Coven by Juno Dawson.
1: The Memory Librarian and Other Stories of Dirty Computer by Janelle Monae.
0: Yeah, yeah. Did, did you know that that was coming? It's pretty I cool. I didn't know it
1: was on this list, but I'd heard <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah, that's cool.
0: The Monsters We Defy by Leslie Penelope.
1: Nettle and Bone by T. Kingfisher.
0: Nor by Nettie Okorafor.
1: Other Terrors, an inclusive anthology edited by Vince A. Logono and Rena Mason.
0: And wasps in the ice cream by Tim McGregor.
1: Hmm. Oh no. Is that fig ice cream? Is it fig?
0: Is it fig ice cream? Is it fig ice cream? I can't stop (laughs) thinking about figs in wasps. Wasps in figs is what I meant to say. It goes both ways because they're that same thing.
1: (laughs) I do not want wasps in my ice cream.
0: (sighs) I don't want wasps in anything.
1: Yeah. Or figs.
0: Especially figs.
1: Mm, But that's the
0: circle of life
1: it is it is um these are the top science fiction fantasy and horror books reviewed in book list from august 2021 to july 2022 it's like their fiscal year (laughs) 2022 (laughs) so what i said so far that was actually wrong because this is like 2021 to 2022 this is this is a year's worth thank you beth mitchum
0: Uh, i know like 2022 isn't over yet (laughs)
1: But that's beside the point.
0: All right. Well, thank you to everyone who submitted Quick Burns. You can do so by posting over on our thread on goodreads.com/slash sword and laser or on our Discord channel in the Quick Burns channel. All right. Well, now it is time for Bear Your Sword, which is our feedback from the audience.
1: Two out of two Ruths agree cruises are great. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, we we had some naysayers on cruises uh, in, in the reactions to last week's episode, but Ruth Tiltab Ashworth said, the appeal of a cruise to me wouldn't be the being stuck on a boat part, but the part where I would get to visit lots of different places without going anywhere once I've traveled to the ship itself. The places I want to visit would all be brought magically within easy reach of my hotel room. I think that would be nice. And Ruth, not Tiltab Ashworth, just Ruth, wrote, same. And also talked about having a summer 2020 cruise that she had booked getting canceled and added said COVID story. Uh, and then finished with maybe one day the stars will align and I'll get to go to on the writing excuses cruise around the Caribbean with Mary Robin Nicole. That would be amazing.
0: Yeah. Other people noted that, you know, um, Patrick Rothfuss has gone on the Joko cruise a few times, mm. which I, I seem to remember. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I get the part about wanting to go to a lot of different places, but I think it would, the time like limit would freak me out and make me very nervous because I am mm. very anxious. So knowing I have to be somewhere at a certain time, like I would just be worried. It just
1: weighs on you. Yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff happens to me, too, where I'm like, I'm just always thinking about, oh, we have to be back at the ship by 630. Do we have time? Do we have time yeah. to get a gelato? I don't know.
0: And I way overestimate the amount of time it takes for me to get places. So I'm Mm. always way too early. So whatever. Same here. All right. And then we got an email from Dale uh, at feedback at swordandlaser.com who said, uh, Rivers of London synchronicity. Uh, Thanks for finally picking Rivers of London. Great reason to go back to the beginning of the series and re-listen to the audiobook. In a strange synchronicity, the same day I got to Peter and Nightingale seeking out a certain character who I won't say because it might be a spoiler. Uh this article appeared about the drought in England and how it's affected the source of the Thames. Huh. And so yeah, so that was that was pretty interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh the Thames of course, uh without being spoilery, you can guess would play a key role in a book titled Rivers of London.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: I don't, literal. That, I don't think that's much of a spoiler to say. Yeah, yeah. I just
0: didn't want to. He, he named a character specifically. Exactly. No, yeah. I think that,
1: so. that's fine. In fact, I'm, uh, I'm going to make sure that I delete it from our notes here so that I don't accidentally put it. <laughs> Publish it later. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Beth Mitchum, the previously mentioned Beth Mitchum, is back with what you know her best for, these amazing Twitter reviews. Here we go. Tara Nullius, Claire C. Coleman, too depressing at first, but I perked up when I recognized the world conquering aliens. I mean, everyone was still doomed, but at least there were aliens. Good (laughs) writing that spawns good thinking equals good SF.
0: So I had such a moment of like dissonance because I saw Beth Mitchum review and I saw the book and I was like, I don't remember this book at all. Like it took, like I saw the cover and then it like slowly started coming back to me. And I'm trying to remember, like, did we read this like right before I went on maternity leave or like right when I got back? It was something like it was some kind of moment of change or something, or like the last book we read, or maybe not. But I'm trying to, I was trying to think of the dates because I, I had was a total...
1: summer, I think. So oh. it might have been right when you came back. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'm looking up the, uh,
0: I don't remember which episode was the first one I came back to. Probably around the same time I went back to work, I think, which would have been like May or June. I think it was May thirty first was when I went back to I work remember that year.
1: Buying the the trade paperback of that book.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, uh, it was September, so just oh, about a year. No, yeah, yeah. Weird. So not right after you came back.
0: I guess just not especially memorable for me. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's let's hop into the book of the month discussion. Um, we are going to be discussing, not spoilery, uh, "Rivers of London" by Ben Aronovich. Um, But yeah, what what Tom? What are you? What are you going to pick for September first before we get yeah, started? So I,
1: I haven't finished "Rivers of London" because I took a week off uh, for vacation, and when I go on vacation, I tend to not do anything I'm supposed to do. <laughs> this man vacations. That's right. Uh, I read I read things, just not this. Uh, I don't know why. Actually, I know why. It was because I I have it on audiobook, mm-hmm. and when I was on vacation, I didn't have things to do what that I usually do while I do an audiobook.
0: And you were with your wife and your family, and well, so if it's we, like if I if had a print really.
1: copy, I would have been sitting by the pool with my wife, having fun with my nieces, having fun. But I would have had a chance to read. I just didn't want to listen to an audiobook. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. So. We will wrap that up on the September 7th show when we will also kick off the book I'm going to pick for September. Please tell me what I should pick for September. <laughs> uh, I have to pick the book in the next few days. So if you hear this soon, uh, jump in that Discord, that Sword and Laser Discord patrons, and uh, give me some ideas. Uh, what's, what's, what's the sci-fi pick that, that you're like, you know what I thought you should always pick, Tom? It's that book. And then I'll look at that and go, what a great idea. And then I'll pick one of those because I imagine I'll get 12, right?
0: 12. 12 suggestions. 12 suggestions. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe.
1: That are all equally great.
0: So you pick sci-fi books, right? Well,
1: mostly. I mean, it's time
0: for a sci-fi book, right? It is. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I'll have to think about that. What I feel like reading lately. Um I'm Tom reading Oklahoma
1: Home suggests the stars my destination by Alfred Bester, but we've already done an Alfred Bester.
0: We have. I'm reading it's not science fiction. I'm reading The Jasmine Throne right now by Tasha Sorry. It's really good. Is that but it's not, it's not sci-fi.
1: Oh yeah. I was gonna say Jasmine Throne. Sounds fantasy. Yeah. Not that there's definitely anything wrong with
0: Yeah. Hmm. I
1: have I have ideas. Uh, I haven't updated them in a long time though. (laughs) So they're kind of (laughs) old. Oh, you know what? There's a book called the forest of stolen girls. You know, I'm going to provisionally, I'm going to say, put up your ideas next to the forest of stolen girls. It is a book in translation. It's not exactly Mm sci-fi is the problem. Uh, but it sounds really cool.
0: Yeah. I think that that came up on a few lists for
1: sure. I know, uh, I believe it was Mallory O'Meara at, um, the reading glasses podcast recommended it. June, her is the author, mm-hmm. although now I can't find it on Amazon. What the heck?
0: What the heck?
1: Did they, does it not exist anymore?
0: Did we ever officially read any Kim Stanley Robinson?
1: Yes, we did. We read Aurora. Oh, I feel like we picked
0: the wrong book.
1: Oh, wow. There's no wrong. Uh, we have never <laughs> read Adrian Tchaikovsky. Jan is John, Jan oh, is pointing oh, out. Oh,
0: all right. I could I could get down with that. Yeah, I could get down with that for sure.
1: Yeah, Forest of Stolen Girls. Uh, here, I was trying to find. Um, it takes place in 1426. Juanie's family has never been the same since she and her younger sister went missing and were later found unconscious in the forest near a gruesome crime scene. Oh, years later. Detective Min learns that 13 girls have disappeared from the same forest that nearly stole his daughters. He travels to their hometown on Jeju Island to investigate, only to vanish as well.
0: It's giving the rook a little bit.
1: Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little maybe. bit. Maybe, not. Uh, anyway, maybe not. Anyway, your ideas, please, in the uh, in the Discord, uh, are you like, forest stolen girls? Sounds great. Or if you're like, maybe, maybe in another month, but this month you should pick... X. Except instead don't just say X.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's not a it might be a book, but it's not one we're looking to read. Unless you have an author. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like Um, pilots.
0: Yeah. For example. Um great. So cool. Good to do that. Fun, fun little discussion have in real time. Um, but yeah, right now we are reading Rivers of London by Ben Aronovich. Um, And Molly started a great discussion about what folks think of a white cis male author, Aronovich, writing a BIPOC male character, uh, main character, rather, Peter. Um, And so there was a really great discussion over on Goodreads about this. And I don't think we need to, like, go into all of the posts individually, but this was something that crossed my mind a lot in the book. and. It crossed my mind in the same specific instance um that I think I I wanna say if it was there was a oh man, I'm trying to find that someone's in specifically said in this thread, and now I have to go back and and find it so I give them credit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the description of like specifically like black women in the in the book, um, I was like, wait, like the way he's describing black women, I was like, hmm. Am I comfortable with this? And I was like, hmm, is he white? I'm pretty sure he's white. And then I was like, yeah, no, I confirmed he's white. And I was like, how do I feel about this? And I never, like, really got into it myself. It wasn't anything, it wasn't, like, negative things that he said about Black women. It's just very familiar and, like, language you would expect would be okay for someone in the Black community to use, but not necessarily someone who's not. And so it just kind of, like, you know, tweaked that little part of my brain that was like, hmm, like, what do I feel about this? Like, how should I feel? Mm-hmm. And so that's really the crux of this whole discussion over on Goodreads. Um, and I think I, I kind of am coming around to the general sense that if an author is coming from a good place and trying to do right by the characters and the communities that, he's, that they're writing about, then it's good. It's good to get more representation in general. It's good for, you know, good writers to write good characters and to tell those stories if it's done with care, you know, if it's done really thoughtfully. Um, And people noted that Ben Aronovich has a um, a, uh, biracial son. His wife is Black. He has a biracial son. So, like, maybe part of this was writing a character that was you know, giving his son someone to 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 see in himself, like in literature, um, which is always really powerful to have that kind of representation. And so he was like giving him that that gift in a way. Um, and also writing from a community that he did have some experience with. Um, so I just, I really appreciated all of the discussion in there and the back and forth. And I was wondering if, if that had crossed your mind as well, or was something that popped up to you while you were reading?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, I really am proud. Uh, I'm always proud of our Sword and Laser community, but I'm really proud of how this conversation proceeded. Mm-hmm. Uh, people said their honest opinions, but they were also thoughtful and they were respectful of each other. And when they disagreed, they say, well, I understand why you might say that. Here's what I think. Uh, and explored all the various nuances of this topic. So I I was I was trepidatious when I began reading this thread and I was incredibly pleased by the end at the back and forth and, and the sort of... uh the, the, the legitimately honest, like, I want to try to understand this, uh, that everybody came from. So I, I just wanted to say that I was, I was very happy that you could have in this modern age, uh, <laughs> no. a, in this a, internet
0: a, climate a, that we live in.
1: A, it shouldn't be that big of a deal to me, but it was that I'm like, Oh, look, people are saying things that, that are controversial and, and people are asserting things that like, well, wait a minute, but they're also taking into account that that doesn't mean that they're the only perspective and everything. So, Absolutely love that. I honestly was more uh, put off by some of the descriptions of the interaction between Pete and the female characters yeah. than I was <laughs> yeah. by anything around uh, the racial uh, presentation or or the the you know the the yeah. cultural presentations involved because I don't know those cultures. So I don't right. know if they're right or not. And I, and I'm certainly not one to judge. Uh, but you're will... like, but
0: I know that's a creepy way to think about women. <laughs> that,
1: I also, the farther I get in the book, the, the more I think like, oh, but maybe he's showing that this person is immature or maybe you know yeah. what I mean? Like it may, it, 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 cause it stuck out so much. I'm like, wow, the rest of this book is not like this. And I'm like, oh no, that's that character saying that, thinking that because they're that age, because they Honestly, are- Honestly, yeah. Yeah. And that I'm was, like, I, That
0: was big time my takeaway also. Um, yeah.
1: And so I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I think I know what you're doing here. Uh, this question that was brought up, to me, I, I don't have a problem with Aronovich trying it. I, I don't think you should tell authors that they should only write characters that look like them, uh, or else- you're going to get, first of all, a lot of white characters because there's a lot of white authors. And uh, it would be really bad if all the male authors had to write only men. (laughs) Right. I don't don't think that would be good. Right. So what I think is writers can be good writers and they can be bad writers at all kinds of things, at plot, at characterization, at telling a good story, and at stepping into the shoes of someone who they aren't because that's what writers do with every single character. Sure. There's one character that is them and there's definitely aspects of them and other characters, but none of the characters are actually them. And some of the characters have to be not them, or it's not a very good book. Right. And the better they are at imagining a realistic way, how that other character would work, the better the book is. So, I think I will leave it to someone who has the experience of Pete's culture in London, uh, to tell me, yeah, no, this, this jives, I can see that, you know, someone might, if they were in a world where magic was real, uh, and the Met was as nice as it is <laughs> in this, <laughs> this book, uh, that that might be, uh, how, how they work, but I'm not one who's going to judge that from the outside. I'll, I'll take my cues, from other people, I actually, I I know we said we wouldn't like dig into all of these uh, posts, but I did like the way Nico put it. Uh, not writing POC characters is a weird stance to take. Like you can imagine talking dragons and all kinds of magic and science, mm-hmm. but don't write a racist stereotype is what's tripping you up. You're that certain it's going to be horrible that you wouldn't even try. Someone might say something on Twitter, but to my knowledge, you have to actually mess up pretty bad to end up having your book unpublished and your whole life destroyed. So. I, I, and maybe that's overstating it, but mm-hmm. but i I think that was coming from the place of like, yeah, we we have to give the writers the latitude to imagine, and to do that, they have to be free to try other characters. That doesn't mean they'll always succeed, but it doesn't mean they shouldn't try that that's where I feel.
0: Yeah, I think that's really well put. And I'm I'm totally on board. And also likewise very, very pleased with the the discourse in the channel. Not that I've ever come to expect any less from from the conversations on Goodreads or Discord. Um so yeah, kudos to everyone. I, I loved this conversation. I thought it was really, really thoughtful yeah, yeah. and and made me think a lot about too about my impressions about this kind of thing. Um and I always like that, um, it's it's become kind of a thing that a lot of people say, especially like oh you like people get upset if there's like gay relationships in books or you know trans people in books, and it always it always comes back to oh so you believe like like aliens in their brain, but not like <laughs> that a person could be trans. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> and yeah. So it, that's, it goes that's on, always it one goes, of my it favorite arguments. Goes the arguments. other way too. Right. Yeah. Um, do you, you wouldn't want people to not put characters in books because you know that they want to to provide representation because they're afraid they'll mess it up. Now, that said, that doesn't let authors off the hook who do bad representations. And right. if you're in a community that's being misrepresented, uh I think you it's fair for you to go like, yeah, that's not really right. Uh but I also don't think you should like hang every author for minor mistakes. There's also chances to say this was a good attempt, but you didn't get it here's, you know, here's, here's my criticism of it. If you want, you don't have a responsibility to do that, but I think that's fair for people to say. Um, and just like everything, like there, there's going to be books that are like pretty good, but they fall short. Uh, there's going to be characterizations that are pretty good, but they fall short. And that's how all of us learn by, by seeing that and going, Oh yeah, no, that that's, that's not a good way to do that. Uh, you should talk to somebody or you should learn something or whatever. Right.
0: Totally. All right. Well, that was a great discussion. Um, I wanted to save the other conversations for our wrap-up episode. Um, But yeah, we'll be back on September 7th. And thank you so much to all our listeners. And of course, our show is currently entirely funded by you, our patrons. Thank you so much to the folks who back our show. If you want to help support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash swordandlaser.
1: You can also support the show by buying books through our links. Find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. Send us an
0: email feedback at swordandlaser.com. Our website is swordandlaser.com. We are on Instagram and on Twitter at swordandlaser. And you can join in on all of those discussions over at goodreads.com slash laser. See you soon.
1: See you September 7th. Bye.